Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. It may seem somewhat counterintuitive to advise people on how to handle money when they don't have much of it, but they may be the people who need it most. Financial literacy is a key component, and our guests are partnering in an event Thursday called SCORE, A Better Future, a community education and financial empowerment program. That's our subject today. Joining me in studio is Jared Boyd, Chief of Staff and Counsel for the St. Louis Treasurer's Office. Joining us by phone is Joanne Gaskin, Senior Director of Scores and Analytics at FICO, a predictive analytic company that helps lenders predict consumer behavior. Thank you both so much for being with us today. Joanne. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Pleased to be on the air with you. Let me start with you. I think we all need to know more about FICO and what it does. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. So nearly 30 years ago, uh, FICO helped democratize access to credit for millions of people by just simply developing the FICO score, which is an algorithm that is developed using credit bureau data to predict the likelihood of a consumer's ability to repay a loan. Uh, That FICO score is used in over 90% of all credit decisions today. Uh, and I'd say FICO has you know, been committed to empowering consumers' access to a fair, affordable credit in order to help them build wealth. Why, why is uh, credit so important? You know, we'd say it's very important in that uh, today's economy, one needs to be able to access credit on fair, affordable terms in order to, say, purchase uh, an auto, a mortgage. Uh, and so this is an opportunity to be able to access credit in order to um, help people meet their financial um, goals, financial dreams in life. Jared Boyd, what has the uh, city treasurer's office got to do with all of this? First of all, thank you for having me today, Don. The St. Louis City Treasurer's Office opened the Office of Financial Empowerment in 2014 to help people make better decisions with their money. And when we talk about making better decisions with people's money, it isn't just about personal responsibility or education. It's about helping them make better decisions. And starting with helping people understand how credit works and why it's important is very critical for St. Louisans to thrive in this economy, as uh, Joanne mentioned earlier. Uh, And I think the important thing about financial empowerment is that it does start with education, but it doesn't end there. And that's one of the wonderful things about the program that FICO is bringing to St. Louis. Given the importance of, of, a, of a good, a decent credit score, uh, a map that you brought with you that the audience obviously can see indicates that there's a terrific need here in the city of St. Louis, and the map shows very clearly, particularly on the north side, that uh, people there need help. Yes, credit drives opportunities, and there is a racial equity aspect to credit in St. Louis. Uh, there are Uh, There's a median credit score of 665 in St. Louis, which is somewhat in line with the national median credit score of 675. But when we look at zip codes that are predominantly non-white, we see that the median credit scores of those areas is about 532 versus the median credit score for predominantly white areas, which is 732. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those those are – that's a very large gap. And um, we are here to do something about that, and we're happy to teach people more about the importance of credit score with FICO and our other community partners, but then also provide those people with financial counselors that can pull credit scores, work with people for free to review their credit scores, and devise a plan 
to raise uh, a credit score and raise opportunities for people. Uh, Joanne, uh, before we continue uh, on this line, I have to mention something that uh, was broadcast on NPR over the weekend. They were talking about computer-driven programs and algorithms, uh, which enabled lenders to charge higher loan rates to minorities. The machine shows people don't shop around, and it shows traits that would identify specifically minorities by zip codes and other means, so that they could charge these folks who don't shop higher rates. Are you aware of that? I did see this study, and I haven't had a chance to uh, review it in any great detail. It came across my desk um, yesterday. So, but I would suggest that, you know, from a FICO perspective, um, you know, that is not something that we consider in developing the score. So when we look at the key ingredients for the credit score, we make certain that you avoid anything that uh, would uh, be uh, a prohibited basis. So we don't look at race, income, wealth, uh, geography. So these are all very important from both an, a fair lending perspective as well as equal opportunity. So uh, we certainly would suggest that um, uh, if there was bias in the, in the lending decision, uh, that that should be addressed by, um, by the regulators. Jared, what do you make of that? I mean, this is obviously something that can be done, uh, and apparently in some places is being done. It's just another form of discrimination. I think uh, when you look at the totality of discrimination, redlining, FICO may not be responsible for all of the ingredients that go into the, de- to the decision. If you live in a community where it's difficult to access home mortgage, you're not going to get credit for rental payments versus someone who may live in a neighborhood where they've had access to capital uh, and they're able to purchase a home, they're able to gain um, credit history that will go into their score. So I think it is important to understand all of the ingredients that go into a credit score um, so that people can hopefully improve their credit score. Mm-hmm. Joanne, how, do you, uh, how, how would you advise someone to improve a credit score of, let's say, 600 to um, something closer to the national average or even higher? Right. Well, I think that that is a great question. So, you know, today the national average FICO score is a 704. So there's certainly opportunity for improvement there. And so the first thing that we always recommend is, you know, make certain that you uh, make your payments on time. Payment history, you know, is 35% of what drives a consumer's FICO score. So there's an opportunity to get current and stay current. That is going to be the number one driver to help improve uh, a consumer's FICO score. The other to take a look at is uh, the amounts owed. So that drives about 30% of what the consumer's FICO score is. So an opportunity, which we'll talk about at the uh, event and and show uh, modeling, um, if we pay down the amounts owed, particularly, say, on revolving trades like a credit card, that will also improve a consumer's FICO score. And Jared, uh, let's get the treasurer's office into this. How can you help these people that we're talking about? I think, as I stated before, the, the great part of the event that's going to occur on Thursday is that there will be education, but there will also be an opportunity to introduce people to financial counselors. And what financial counselors do is they both teach on credit, but they also work individually with people who sometimes can't afford a financial advisor or a wealth advisor, but they will work individually with people to review their credit report, devise strategies to improve a credit score, and also devise strategies to 
reduce debt, increase savings, and get on the path to a more sustainable financial life. Uh, so I think, like I said, it's about not just education, but empowering people through financial counseling, which is free through our office, the St. Louis Treasurer's Office. It's also free through Justin Peterson and other um, good nonprofits like Prosperity Connection. So there are resources in St. Louis for people to improve their credit, and it's important that people take advantage of those. Sometimes we hear um, from paid com- from companies in the for-profit space that uh, advertise for improving people's credit. Um, sometimes those companies have reputable uh, businesses. Sometimes they don't. And a lot of times they do charge people for these services, uh, whereas we are providing them for free. Right. Um, Joanne, how low must your score be before you just are out of the market for credit? We talked about 600. That was an arbitrary number. If you're below that, are you just out of luck if you want to buy a car, buy a house, buy a washing machine? No, not necessarily. You know, um, so while the FICO score is one ingredient into a decision that a lender is going to choose to make, other things can come into play, such as existing uh, financial relationship, uh, maybe it's your bank. So I wouldn't say that there's a number that's a hard cutoff for excluding someone from access to credit, but certainly as you move up the uh, FICO score range, uh, you're going to have an opportunity for uh, less expensive credit, um, as, you know, most lenders... uh, uh, use uh, a pricing to rate the risk associated with making that credit decision. So I would like to emphasize what um, you know Jared had shared with you as well. I do think that it is so important to have the opportunity for these consumers to meet with nonprofit credit counselors such as Justine Peterson and the counselors from the St. Louis Treasurer's Office. Uh, we have a program that is um, called FICO Score Open Access for Credit and Financial Counselors, whereby we make certain that the counselors have access to uh, the FICO Score for f- that they can share to- for free to the consumer. The top two reason codes. So, what are the things that are most driving your score? And then they have the opportunity to then um, have them develop kind of a customized one-on-one plan. And I think you know to emphasize, I think it's very important to be working with these nonprofit. Uh, counselors that provide um, credit education um, for the consumers. And if uh, and right now FICO has over 170 financial institutions that are partnered with us in this type of program. We had asked uh, a number of our listeners uh, via Facebook to uh, raise any questions for you, Joanne and Jared, that they might have. And uh, before we take our first break, uh, let me give one to you, um, Joanne from Jocelyn, who asks, what's the deal with the new FICO score model, FICO score 9? How many lenders are using this new model, and how does it treat medical bills? Ah, wonderful. So FICO score 9 is our most recent uh, score that is in market. The most predictive score, we always say the most predictive score is a score that is going to allow more consumers to gain access to credit. Uh, And the FICO score 9 has a couple different treatments that are important to consumers. Noting the medical uh, is important. Uh, The the medical collections within FICO score 9 are treated differently than other collections, Um, and so they carry less weight, which is important for a consumer. Also, uh, FICO score 9 ignores any paid collections on file and importantly includes uh, rent to the degree that it's available um, within the credit bureau file. 
Jared, you're, you're shaking your head. That taught you by surprise the rent part of it, I think. I think that is a promising um, place for credit bureaus to endeavor. Uh, New York is looking at piloting rent reporting. Uh, as I said before, for a lot of Americans who have been locked out of home ownership, it's also the fact that you're locked out of the ability to build your credit score. So uh, we have people in St. Louis and people in other places that have paid their utility bills, have paid rent on time, and figuring a way for FICO and other places to factor that in for for benefit could help those people lower their bills. Has it not been factored in because it's not an asset? It's just a, a bill that's being paid but doesn't represent an asset? I th- Installment payments and revolving uh, accounts are typically what go into credit scores. Um, And I think there are challenges with probably rent reporting uh, that FICO is more aware of than I am. Um, But giving people the opportunity to build credit through rent, I think, would help St. Louis. Because, like I said, this affects how much money you pay for things. If you have a car that you're trying to get, if you've paid your rent in a timely fashion, that should go uh, to fa- into factoring what you pay for that car if you're financing it. So that's a promising step for FICO. Is this the beginning of a trend, perhaps, uh, Joanne? Yeah, you know, I think the important thing here is that we're always looking for as much data as that we can collect in order to build a predictive score um, to help consumers gain access. So a telco and utility and rental data doesn't tend to be reported um, in any great size to the three credit bureaus, but um, our scores historically have always and incorporated the telco and utility data that's there. The rent is new. So what we've also done is create a a new score that we refer to as FICO score XD, standing for extended data. Um, And it is designed to help the non-scorable population or those that don't receive a FICO score today and incorporates information like uh, telco payments, utility payments, um, as well as um, time and address. So there's ways that we are reaching out to create these alternative scores to help um, build that on-ramp to access to credit for consumers as well. Okay, well, I have to take a break now. We'll continue our conversation on the importance of uh, good credit. And uh, our discussion is with Jared Boyd with the St. Louis City Treasurer's Office and Joanne Gaskin with FICO. That's an analytic company that helps lenders uh, predict consumer behavior. Back to continue that conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast supported by University College at Washington University with undergraduate and graduate programs part-time evening and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Now back to our conversation with Joanne Gaskin of FICO and Jared Boyd of the City Treasurer's Office. Uh, let me come back to you, Joanne. Uh, we have one of our listeners is asking, how often should he or she check their uh, credit report? Great question. So there is an opportunity um, uh, to check your credit report for free um, at annualcreditreport.com. And there's an opportunity to check each one of them, uh, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And so we suggest that, you know, on a 
rotating basis, probably every four months, you could go out and pull your um, credit report for free and check and make certain that everything on the credit report is accurate. Uh, we also would suggest that um, through our FICO score open access program, most consumers are getting an opportunity to gain access to their uh, FICO score for free through their uh, banking institution. If you're not certain if your organization uh, that you work with uh, offers that, you can go to uh, FICOscore.com and there's a listing of all the participating entities um, and that's another great way to monitor your credit as well. I guess, uh, Jared, we are uh, talking today under under uh, an umbrella that I would label uh, financial literacy. Um, how would you define that, and how how might the treasurer's office be uh, be working with residents on that? Sure, I think financial literacy is the first step to financial empowerment. When we talk about financial literacy, a lot of times we're talking about the classes that we do in the community and informing folks about how money works and how different topics related to money affect their livelihood. But we can't stop with just financial literacy. We have to help people make better decisions. So uh, when we talk about helping people avoid payday loans, we also have to talk about making sure they live close to a bank or making sure a credit union is available for them if they've had difficulty maintaining accounts. So I think it, it starts with education, financial education, which we do. We have classes all over the community, both on credit, budgeting, but we also do topics on stu- – we have classes on student loans, taxes. Um, we have classes on about 30 different topics. But we also have to be mindful of policy and programs that help people make better decisions as well. Joanne, uh, Jared just mentioned student loans. It occurs to me as he was uh, saying that, that this uh, might have a tremendous impact on on uh, credit reports, uh, particularly given the fact that there are probably more student loans out there than there are total uh, credit card uh, debt, if you will, and e- even automobile debt from what I understand. So how, how does that impact uh, the credit report? Yes, um, so student loans definitely are reported to the credit bureaus, and so important for consumers to recognize uh, that the on-time payment for their student loan can help build their credit um, and credit score. Uh, also, I think you know important to note that generally there's been research done that suggests that the student loan um, debt burden uh, is fairly significant and is delaying um, you know household formation. Um, etc. So I think that that's a significant um, concern um, that could negatively impact the economy. And so the education that you know, the Treasurer's Office is doing and other um, organizations, very important. We need to bring the financial literacy and education understanding around uh, student lending uh, to you know those in, in high school that are getting ready to move into college um, and making certain that they understand what the obligation is, I believe. Another question from one of our listeners, uh, Ellen writes, I bought a car a couple of months ago and saw my credit score go down, after a f- uh, go down after a few points. How long does it take for my credit score to go back up to where it was before I got my new car? And I'll add to that, why would the credit report, or the credit uh, uh, points go down for making a purchase like that? Great question. So one of the first is on the how long does it take for the score to move back up? You are going to need to say kind of it depends on the overall complexion of the account. But presumably, you know, as long as everything is continued to be paid on time, uh, that few points will be made up in, um, uh, in a short duration. 
you, what we do see is that the score is dynamic in nature. So you're not ever, um, so as new information comes in, the score may change. And so that on-time payment could be helpful. What we see is sometimes is the score will go down initially after taking on new credit, because one of the things that is considered in the um, FICO score is um, inquiries. So um, and someone who has a lot of inquiries in a short t- period of time could look a little bit riskier because they're looking for access to credit. Um, and then also the length of your credit history, which comprises 15% of your FICO score, could be impacted by bringing on a new trade line, so it's not demonstrating that experience uh, yet. Does that make sense? I think so. But, Jared, this is, is complicated stuff. It and is complicated it, stuff, and I think the FICO event is important because – Some of the rules of credit aren't intuitive. For instance, I paid off a credit card and thought the rate was too high, so I closed the credit card and my credit score went down. I wish someone would have told me to simply keep the credit card open because credit history and how long you have those lines of credit goes into your credit score. So my credit score actually went down after I paid off a credit card and closed it, whereas if I would have just kept the credit line open, my credit score would not have been impacted. So Understanding the rules is incredibly incredibly important when we talk about credit. We, uh, Joanne, we have a number of questions that are basically dealing with the payment of medical and payment and non-payment of medical bills. Uh, are, are they also considered uh, when um, these uh, scores are being evaluated? Yes. So um, if there are medical collections, not the medical bill, but if it was went to actually collection, it is considered in the FICO score. Um, it is a lesser degree than any other type of collection. So, for example, if a credit card uh, was closed and went into collections, that would have a greater negative effect on the consumer than the medical collection. Uh, medical collection has, as we all know, um, some... Um, what we refer to is is noise in there because it's a question of did the consumer fully um, was the consumer fully aware uh, that that medical bill was theirs or was there some sort of dispute between the consumer and the insurance company uh, for uh, the obligation. We have another question. This is from Lori who asks: Are companies like Lending Club valid in actually helping people reduce their debt? Well, Lending Club is a valid lender, um, and I do um, know that they are um, in the peer-to-peer lending space. Uh, Outside of that, I couldn't suggest whether or not that they are helpful to consumers or not. Right. Jared, let me come back to you for a a commercial for the event on Thursday night. Uh, I know you've got a full house, but uh, people will want to know more about it because they will have the opportunity, if uh, there are cancellations, to uh, take some of those seats. What's going on? Sure. So FICO is coming to St. Louis in conjunction with our office, the St. Louis Office of Financial Empowerment, Justin Peterson, and the St. Louis Regional Unbanked Task Force to put on an event called Score a Better Future. The first portion of the event will discuss uh, credit and how credit scores are calculated. But the second portion of the event is just as important or more important by connecting people to financial counselors who can help people on a one-on-one basis uh, understand their credit score, address issues on their credit score, and also devise a plan to help uh, improve a credit score. So that one-on-one attention and connection, I think, is uh, important 
for folks. And these are relationships that can be maintained after Thursday night. Absolutely. Yeah, this is happening Thursday night. Let me get my times for from 6 to 8 p.m. at Harris Lowe State University. Right. Yes. One final question for you, Joanne, um, and you're coming in for this, obviously. Uh, I have one question in front of me asking, how does the U.S. credit course, uh, score system compare to other countries? Well, the um, U.S. Uh, credit score is um, and credit market is probably uh, more sophisticated than most markets um, in terms of you know, the depth and availability of credit data that we have to model on. However, with that said, um, FICO is building credit scoring models in over 20 countries. Uh, so that there are is you know a similar type of system to allow for uh, non-judgmental underwriting, meaning you know the opportunity to democratize access to credit uh, for millions more people. All righty. Well, we thank you for that. We'll also put a link to your website on our website at sdlpublicradio.org so folks can learn more about you uh, before, during, and after Thursday. Uh, Jared, is there something we can put up uh, as well for the treasurer's office? Absolutely. We will uh, put on our link to the St. Louis Office of Financial Empowerment. I would have put our Giving Tuesday link, um, but I guess that will in today. But if you do have uh, some extra money after giving to St. Louis Public Radio today, College Kids is raising funds as well. So thank you very much. Jared, you're going to be invited back just for having said that. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us. Jared Boyd of the City Treasurer's Office and Joanne Gaskin of the analytic company FICO. Thank you both.